Now, it's always fascinating to hear people's stories and how they were inspired, things they wanted to change, and of course, the joys and challenges of reaching their goals. In my story, a new feature on The 123 Show, I hope to talk to people about how it all started. My guest this week is Vince Su, founder and CEO of Press Start Academy, a Hong Kong-based education startup reimagining uh, whole person development, assessment and learning through play and games. Let me just welcome you on the program, Vince. Good afternoon to you. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to have you on. Now, Vince, it's a very interesting um, thing. You know, you were, the moment I read this thing about uh, through play and games, first of all, tell me a little bit about the Academy. Sure. Uh, so, you know, it's actually all in the description. We like having fun. We like having a good time. Um, our focus is on whole person development and assessment, um, as well as obviously academic learning. So what that means is um, we design a lot of our own curriculum and our programs, and it's all uh, focusing on, you know, 21st century skills. Right? Mm -hmm. So they would be the more um, so on the softer side. So like creativity, communication, critical thinking, and so on. Um, but at the same time, also being tethered to um, academic standards and so on. Mm -hmm. um, the most important thing for us, though, is that it's, you know, um, all designed around having a good time. Mm -hmm. So all of our programs are actually uh, based on games that we design, uh, stories that we create uh, with characters um, and like a whole universe. Um, so our students are actually the protagonists. Um, you know, imagine watching a TV show um, and having the students be the main characters and making decisions um, where they should go next, uh, how they should defeat the, the bad guys um, and so on. And oh, so all of the stories and all of those things are designed around that. And it's from that emphasis on story. It's, that, it's from that emphasis um, on having fun that we're able to glean a lot of the assessment pieces uh, as well. That sounds really interesting. Now, where did this, um, where did the inspiration for this come? Is this something that this is bubbling away in your mind for for years or you know what made you do this yeah so um it's 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 just a funny sort of uh combination of all the things that i've been thinking about for like quite a while now uh, so obviously um i've had a long-standing interest and passion for education um, that was built um even when i was in like high school actually um getting a chance to work at an NGO in Hong Kong uh, for three summers and, and designing and um, teaching my own classes at the time. Um, so that was like way back when I never really went into education, um, you know, as, as like a field of study. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess that passion sort of never left me. Um, on the other side, obviously, um, you know, we all love having fun. Um, I would call my, my I would call myself, um, someone who likes thinking about games more than someone who is like an out and out um, gamer. Mm -hmm. I don't really spend a lot of time playing games, but when I do, um, a lot of it is around how to design um, game experiences that are enjoyable and that are, um, you know, really memorable and immersive for the players. And so, you know, it's just a, a few years of experimenting. Obviously, uh, over the past two years, it's been um, an additional challenge figuring out how to, 
you know, not only do education online, uh, but also um, to, you know, create sort of gaming experiences and fun experiences online as well. Um, but that that all has kind of um, come into this really great melting pot. And, and you, know, you know, our whole team is having a lot of fun designing all of these things. Well, it sounds great. And I, and I think, you know, you're speaking the language of many young people today who perhaps just need a change because it's amazing. I mean, you know, I have nephews and, um, and some of them now are just like saying, look, I don't really want to go to university. I don't really want to do this. I'd rather learn like this. So it's really about kind of breaking some of those norms of education isn't it and 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 it's not I mean I don't think you need much convincing for the young people but it's convincing the parents perhaps isn't it more so absolutely um, and you know that's actually a question that um, I get a lot from schools and from parents as well um, is you know how do you convince uh, parents um, mm-hmm. that you know this is uh, something that they should be going for and um, you know to me uh, I have a very huge respect for the school system right I had a lot of great teachers growing up um, you know, both in, in Hong Kong and in the U.S. Um, and, you know, the, the work that they're doing is, is the most important and the most inspiring work that, that can be done. And so our place and how we see ourselves is hopefully being able to help teachers and educators and parents chart a path um, down this same path that ultimately I think all of us want to go down. And that path is really simple. How do we make learning the most fun it can be, right? If we ask a parent and we ask a teacher, do you want your kids to have fun? Like no one really mm. is going to say no. Yeah. And so the flip side of that is, do you want also your kids to be productive at the same time? And no one really wants to say no. And so that's how we approach our work as well, right? We're on the same boat. Uh, we have some ideas. Obviously, we're not as you know, steeped within the education sort of profession for like decades and centuries and whatnot. Uh, but we have some ideas, we have some thoughts, and we, are, we have some inspirations uh, from the popular media that we everybody consumes, mm. from the films that we watch, superhero movies. We design a lot of our um, curriculum around superhero stories, mm-hmm. um, adventures, um, games, and all of those mm. things. And oh. so if, if you apply that interpretation, we're actually, you know, Sounds, aiming for the same direction. Yeah, yeah. but just in a film, it sounds great. I mean, like, for instance, give me an example of, say, for instance, uh, a particular subject, whether we're talking, say, maths or history or whatever. I suppose history is a very good one to be able to do like that. But in order to create a lesson for, you know, these students, how would it work? Like, you know, what kind of things, like, you know, without giving away your games or anything like that, but, you know, what sort of interactive stuff is in that game for, for that child, for that student to be engaged, to learn as well as enjoy? Sure. So, uh, well, I can I can actually talk about a science program mm-hmm. that we've got mm-hmm. coming up. And that's uh, a story. Um, we, call it a, we call it stories. So we run stories for a couple of different age groups, actually. We just kind of tweak the difficulty depending on the um, age groups that we're running for. Uh, so this story is called A Neo Frontier. Mm-hmm. And it's a biology sort of um, foundations program. And we go into the basics of evolution, um, ecosystems and biomes. And really talking about like what kinds of, you know, animals um, exhibit what kinds of traits in what kinds of habitats and, st- and so on. Uh, but we actually borrow a sci-fi, a science fiction story that we've created um, to, in order to teach these concepts. So why it's called the New Frontier is because the story is actually 
that um, the human sort of space force movement um, has found, uh, discovered all of a sudden a set of new planets that no, no one else has discovered before. Mm -hmm. And all of our students are now part of this pioneering space mission to go into deep space and help us explore them for the first time. Wow. And so out there, uh, we, this is a five-day program that we're running in a couple of weeks, actually. Um, and for the first four days, uh, we're going to go into four new planets. Uh, and one planet is going to be like a rainforest biome. One is going to be, uh, you know, an ice planet. Another one is going to be a desert planet and so on. Right. And so we, we, we land there and we've also created sort of like Pokemon inspired kind of little creatures so we can understand like, oh, this is a, this is a creature that resides in this uh, fictional uh, desert planet. Mm -hmm. What kind of traits can we learn? Mm -hmm. Right. And so we then draw the connection back to um, Earth biomes and ecosystems and environments. And we have like little simulation games that uh, the kids can play um, to understand like, oh, these are some of the traits that you might want to develop uh, in this sort of situation and so on. Uh, but the grand finale is probably the most exciting for me as well, um, is the fifth planet is actually none of us knows what it is. We just see it like this black mass somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and that's actually the final project for our kids. To is, make that um, they need oh, to create their right, own planet right. and they need to create their own biomes and like uh, oh, animals and creatures yeah. and apply all of those uh, concepts Great. back into uh, that final. Yeah. So, so how does this kind of fit in? Is this something that you do in like with the school curriculum? Like for instance, they might do like two, three hours of this or, or they, you know, they come out the school and then they have an hour. How does it? How does it work to get? I mean, it's not it's not a full time academy type thing, is it? How does it work? Yeah. So um, we've done like we, we operate in different ways. Mm -hmm. So um, we are working with a number of schools as uh, after school partners. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is either you know during the week when we kind of run uh, special programs. Uh, you know, as part of the school uh, right, calendar. Right. Um, sometimes it's optional for parents to sign up as part of the school. Um, and sometimes that could be on weekends as well. And obviously we ha also have our own center. Right now we don't really operate out of our own center, but it's, you know, kind of the same concept. Um, how it kind of fits in is um, it really depends on the context. So for the programs that we're running that are uh, driven by parent signups, um, all of the curriculum is tethered to uh you know international curriculum standards right so, so for example the science one that i was yeah. mentioning just now yeah um it is aligned with you know particular modules within like an ib uh, science uh, mm -hmm. curriculum mm -hmm. right are we purporting to replace like in-school teaching no not necessarily uh, so it really depends on how um, we are seen by the students and by the parents as well now, obviously, there are going to be some programs that are fitting within the school. And so in that case, um, you know, it's up to a discussion between how we want to do this with the school. We also work a lot with teachers in terms of professional development uh, and, you know, a lot of those. And making things. the games uh, up. Do you, do you consult teachers and perhaps get their feedback as to what the kids would absolutely. like? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because ultimately, again, you know, we have the most respect for teachers sure. um, and they absolutely know what the kids are looking for. Uh, and actually, sometimes they come to us and they're like, hey, can you figure something like this out? Like, That's you know, great. you guys yeah. do a lot of mm -hmm. uh, these kind of game engineering type things. Um, how do you kind of work on this thing on? I want to do this in on a slide um, or I want to do this in an online environment. We've actually been doing a lot of uh, uh, supporting teachers and NGOs uh, during you know these past two years 
because we've been trying to figure out a lot of those things too. Mm, Well, you're obviously very passionate about what you do now. And it's obviously something that's been on your mind and you've worked on it. Now, tell me how difficult, I can see that, you know, breaking through to parents or even schools to actually get them to take it on as an idea is is probably a bit of a challenge anyway. But as you have, when you started this project, I mean, did you, what kind of challenges did you face? Well, um, I'll give you a couple challenges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we started Press Art Academy December 2019. So that was after six months of protests. Yeah. Um, and two months in, we had COVID. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, My you know, that's uh, kind of a perfect storm. I don't know why we picked that timing, but, you know, that's kind of I think lots sometimes. of people are saying that. So uh, lots of people perhaps yeah, right. who did venture into the startup area suddenly thought, why did I do it now? Why did I? I should have just left it. But, but you know, but the thing is, they... The, the thing that you're doing it, what is very much online and probably p- the pandemic has, you know, a bit of a silver lining in a way that it might have actually helped you as well because the whole thing of having kids in their homes and, and doing online teaching and things like that has probably helped, has it? Well, I mean, I, I think it would be kind of a stretch to say that the pandemic has helped. Um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, in an ideal environment, uh, everybody wants to be in person, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. You know, there's no real substitute for that. But sure. what we're trying to do is um, we're trying to replicate uh, an in-person environment as best we can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people see gaming uh, or they hear like learning through play and things like that. It's like a Either it's a very tactile experience like Legos and so on, or they hear gaming and it's a very solo experience. You're looking at the screen. It's a one-to-one interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the most important part of in-person face-to-face learning is the social aspect, especially for younger kids who are just starting to develop um, those skills. And so for us, we're just we what we want to do is we want to replicate as best those types of social interactions as we can. And we just use the webcam as a substitute. Mm-hmm. Everything else face, is yeah. should be as tactile as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to keep all the instruction as analog as possible. That's why we mail learning kits to the kids. We have little dice in there. So they're also rolling dice, you know, uh, at their tables. And they just show the, the, the result to us on the camera. And sure. there's little things that happen on the back end. Um, so we try to engineer in that way. So how does this pan out? So once the pandemic, which I hope is, you know, coming to an end now, once this ends, um, then how do you foresee, because obviously you're doing everything online at the moment, how do you foresee what what's going to happen? What shape is it going to take then? Yeah, that's, that's interesting because um, number one is I don't think online learning is going to go away. No. Um, right. Uh, because obviously you can't rule out, you know, future waves, number one, but at, at, there's, there's also an additional elements of online actually works better for certain, um, use cases. So, you know, you're able to get guest speakers from outside of Hong Kong, for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, you're able to tap into like other sorts of expertise. You're able to create self-paced learning videos and experiences and games that, you know, students can play at their own time. And so you're really thinking not just about moving online versus offline. Mm -hmm. You're really thinking about how different types of interactions are created. Now, obviously, we also want to get back into the classroom. Mm -hmm. And that is actually the most fun that you could have because, you know, nothing is more exciting to us than a group of four, five, six, seven kids 
like jumping up and down because they defeated the final boss. So, uh, so when you say campaign. get back so, in the classroom, is you get in the classroom, you have a game that they play partly on the computer, partly with interactive stuff in the classroom, and then they're all there, you know, whether it's a group of four or five or whatever. Is that how it would work? Yes. So sometimes it's on a computer. Actually, a lot of times it's analog. Okay. So uh, yeah, so it's board games, card games, okay. um, and oftentimes like a mix between multiple mo modes uh -huh. uh, because that's you know it also gives uh, kids different types of tactile experiences yeah. and ways to interact with um, different things. Mm. Uh, so that's super exciting for us to try to figure out as well. Great. So where now do you see yourself in about say five years? What would you ideally like to? be able to see happening out there? Well, the, the encouraging thing is that, um, you know, we've already done like quite a bit of stuff uh, outside of Hong Kong, especially in this time, right? We've been working with uh, schools in Singapore and mainland China. Um, and we also have like regular programs with kids that are entirely based out, out of Hong Kong. So we know that what we're doing is universal. It's liked by kids uh, universally. Uh, and the outcomes, the types of uh, evaluations and the assessments that we send back to parents and, and teachers, that's also liked universally. Mm -hmm. And so um, we want to just keep doing this. And hopefully, um, you know, going universal mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. is is the focus here, right? Mm -hmm. um, if there's something that is not confined to the Hong Kong syllabus or the Hong Kong way of education, um, then who knows, you know, let's let's go big <laughs> what's what has been the most kind of um high point or low point of this of this journey of yours you know just your story about this so uh, you know if you think back when was the time that you were wow that's fantastic or we thought oh no what do i do now has there been a high point low point yeah i think um the high points are like every single time uh we see genuine reactions from the kids mm-hmm uh, that's, that's unbeatable. Um, and to me, when I talk to my team, um, obviously there's a lot of things that we want to strive for in terms of feedback from the parents and, you know, hopefully they like the things that we're doing as well. Um, in the classroom, there's only one KPI. Mm -hmm. Our only KPI in the classroom is that our kids don't like, can't wait to come back. Yeah. They don't want class to end. Um, when they come in early, they want class to start right away. Let's not wait for the other kids because I want to go and like <laughs> adventure more. Um, we kids ask for more homework. They ask for more work to do because they're so excited about completing all of those things. Uh -huh. um, that to me, you know, there's no one high point because every time we see this, yeah, that's, that's a high point. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Low point. Low point. Um, I guess it's. I, again, I, I also wouldn't pin it down to one low point it's mm -hmm. just a lot of um, back and forth in terms of yeah like yeah. responding to different policies because there's all of that all this uncertainty around you know moving online and offline um, and so that's been a challenge not for us but mm -hmm. for everybody within education right mm -hmm. um, and for parents definitely as well mm -hmm. and so yeah we've spent a lot of time trying to figure out like what is the best best response to like different announcements and so on so uh, hopefully 
again, like you said, this is all coming to an end. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Vince, thank you so much for talking to me today. As my first guest on this feature, you were absolutely fabulous. And it sounds like a super, super project. So, you know, keep in touch. And certainly if you've got any updates, it'd be great to hear from you again. And it'd be lovely just to get some of the feedback that you get from the kids and things. But thank you very much. And I'm going to close this. We'll build it with a track that you've chosen, actually. Bill Withers and Lovely Day. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Okay. Thanks, Thanks. Thank you.